Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Talking Whatever Wednesday. I'm your host, alias Chuck Finley, and I'm so glad you're listening today. Now, before I get started, I'm going to drop some pluggables. You can follow the show on Twitter at TWWPod1. Check it out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Talking Whatever Wednesday. And feel free to give it five stars on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And I know for certain we're on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you have any questions or comments, you can always email at TalkingWhateverWednesday at gmail.com. So this week I'm going to do things a little bit different. I know I've been covering uh, people that have escaped from prison. Uh, But this week, let's get into some news. Not really current news, just stuff that's kind of made me laugh. Or is kind of messed up or should be talked about, okay? Uh, So, first news story, and I'll have all the links at the bottom, okay? Uh, Graphic. Discovery of severed head leads to arrest of woman in grisly Wisconsin killing, police say. Uh, It's out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Officers in Wisconsin said they found a severed head at a home and body parts in other locations, according to a criminal complaint made public. Uh, Taylor D. Shabiznis, 24 is charged with first degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse, and third degree sexual assault, WBAY reported. A court commissioner set her bond at 2 million cash at a hearing Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Shabusiness seemed calm when she appeared in Brown County Court via a video conference. She said little, only acknowledging that she has the right to an attorney. Well, that's smart, I, I guess. Don't talk to the cops, no matter what. The prosecutor called this one of the most serious offenses we had in this county in some time. <laughs> I mean, it's a severed head. I really hope it is one of the one of the most, or at least the most, serious offense you've had in your county. But let's go. Uh, the state argued she business has ties to Texas, raising a concern she's a flight risk. The prosecution also said she business is on was put on probation seven weeks before the crime and supposed to be on a, on monitoring, monitoring, but apparently wasn't wearing her monitoring bracelet. I think the, quote, I think the facts alleged are extremely concerning and disturbing, are extremely concerning and disturbing and go to the violent nature and grave nature of the offense, end quote. Assistant D- District Attorney Caleb Saunders said in court, Green Bay Police said they were called to a home around 325 local time uh, in the morning, February 23rd, a person who lived in the home reported finding the severed head in a bucket. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the murder, but it just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? It just sounds 
like he shouldn't be reading this. Anyway, uh, police located the human head in the basement of the home. A towel had been placed over it, and dried blood was found on a nearby mattress. Investigators learned the business may have been the last person seen with the victim. They found her at a home and said she had dried blood on her clothing. Police searched her van and found a box with, quote, additional human body parts, including legs, end quote, on the rear passenger seat, according to the criminal complaint. Police obtained a search warrant for the home. They found multiple other body parts, body fluids, and knives. Why, does, why doesn't it say what the other fluids are? I mean, besides blood? I mean, okay. Investigators said Shabiznis told them she and the victim had been doing drugs and having sex. She said they had used chains while having sex, and she went, quote, crazy and started strangling the victim. A detective said she admitted to hiding the other body parts, according to the complaint. She also went into detail about the weapons she used to dismember the body. Quote, the business made the comment that at one point she did get paranoid and lazy and that she thought it was the dope that was making her paranoid, end quote, officials said in the complaint. Inve investigators said that she told them she did not mean to kill the victim, but she enjoyed choking him and continued to do it. Police met with the victim's family Tuesday. Police and forensic teams and the Dane County Medical Examiner's Office investigated and processed multiple locations associated with the crime. So, yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> I hope it's the most egregious thing they've seen ever. I don't... I hope they haven't seen anything worse. That's my hope. I mean, they weren't really saying much about it other than that, I guess. Alright, let's... Um, wow. Uh, this one's good. A class of kindergartners actually drank tequila during snack time at a Michigan school. A kindergarten class in Michigan accidentally consumed tequila during snack time, Fox 2 Detroit reported. One of the kids brought a bottle of ready-to-drink Jose Cuervo margaritas to Grand River Academy Levin... Grand River Academy Livonia in her backpack, according to the news outlet. Several students drank it. One kindergartner felt woozy and a little dizzy after having four or five slips from a Dixie cup, a parent told Fox 2 Detroit. The kindergartners who drank the margaritas told their parents they thought it was juice. But the kindergartner who initially brought the drink and brought the drink in knew it was alcoholic, Fox 2 Detroit reported. Quote, the girl poured it in her cup and she drank it and the girl ended up telling her what it is. And she went and told the teacher that, it, that there is liquor in this cup, and the, teacher, and the teacher gave her a funny face. Dominic Xanders, a mother of one of the kindergartners, told Fox 2 Detroit. In a statement, the school said faculty called poison control when they learned the children had been drinking margaritas. Quote, while we try to keep an eye on everything our students bring to school, that's simply not possible, the school said in its statement. It's unfortunate that these types of adult beverages can easily be mistaken for child-friendly drinks. I'm not sure if they are short-staffed or whatever. It shouldn't have happened, Xanders told Fox 2 Detroit. The school said parents were notified immediately and told that their kids were okay. Outraged parents are blaming the child's own parents. Well, I... I'm going to agree with them. That's just me. Uh, quote, if your child knows what it is... If your child knows what it is... Nothing wrong with it, but they should know not to touch it. 
Alexis Smith told Fox 2 Detroit, That's, that it's not for kids. I had a small conversation with my daughter, nothing big, and she told me the girl knew it was liquor. Uh, she said, Grand River Academy Livonia did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment. Um, yeah, lock up your liquor cabinet. Just keep that shit away from kids. That's my only real comment on that. Holy shit, come on. This next one definitely goes with the news of the week. An Ohio state legislator said that a pregnancy resulting from rape could be an opportunity for the person who was assaulted during a hearing on a bill that would ban abortion in the state should the U.S. Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade this summer. This is a couple weeks ago, so sorry. In a legislative hearing on Wednesday, the bill sponsor, Republican State Rep. Gene Schmidt, who looks like the Wicked Witch of the West with human makeup, let's say that, defended the legislation's lack of an exception for victims of rape. It's a shame that this happens, but there's an opportunity for that woman, no matter how young or old she is, to make a determination about what she's going to do to help that life be a productive human being, Schmidt said. The law lawmaker was responding to a question by Dennis Democratic State Rep. Richard Brown, who asked Schmidt about a hypothetical scenario in which a 13-year-old girl became pregnant due to rape. Quote, if a 13-year-old was raped by a serial rapist, this bill would require that the 13-year-old to carry the felon's fetus to term, regardless of any emotional or psychological damage or trauma to that may be inflicted upon this 13-year-old girl, Brown said. In response, Schmidt said, rape is a difficult issue, but continued that if a baby is created, it's a human life, and whether that mother ends that pregnancy or not, the scars will not go away, period. End quote. Fuck Gene Schmidt. The long-standing federal precedent established by Roe v. Wade guarantees a constitutional right to abortion. Well, never mind. I'm not even reading the rest of this sentence since Roe v. Wade has been dismantled by the Supreme Court. Um, Both supporters and opponents of abortion are closely watching a case before the... Well, not important in that sense either. This whole, this whole story is just fucking depressing. Okay. The bill makes performing an abortion a fourth-degree felony and criminalizes the use of me medication abortions. Not even Plan B, or the one that uh, stops a woman from becoming an, an egg from even meeting the sperm. That's fucked up. Doctors may perform abortions only in the case where the mother's life is at risk, but the bill does not define these circumstances, prompting concerns from Democrats that the language would lead to confusion about when a doctor could provide life-saving care. Well, if you think about it, every time a woman has, you know, gives birth, she could die. Just think about that. Just throwing it, throwing it out there. Uh, Democratic State Rep. Beth Liston asked Schmidt if the bill would prevent doctors from providing care for dangerous pregnancy-related conditions such as an ectopic pregnancy, a condition in which a fertilized egg implants in the uterus, or outside the uterus, excuse me. Quote, when you're looking at ectopic pregnancies for, or other issues, it, is gen it generally is not immediate, and you can't have a 24-hour notice to prep for it, because the individual has to be emotional, has to be, be emotionally ready for losing their child. The possibility of, of losing their child, Schmidt says. 
Ectopic pregnancies do not result in a viable pregnancy, and if they rupture, the potential hemorrhaging can lead to injury or death to a pregnant person if it is not immediately treated. That's just a fact. In 2019, a different Republican state lawmaker introduced a now-defunct bill that required doctors to re-implant ectopic pregnancies. This bill came under intense criticism from medical professionals, and the treatments it claimed to require were science fiction. Dr. Grossman, an OB-GYN and director of Advancing New Standards in Reproductive Health at the University of California, San Francisco, told the Washington Post. That same year, Ohio passed an unconstitutional heartbeat bill, which banned abortions after six weeks. The law was quickly blocked by a federal judge. Schmidt's office did not return insider's request for comment. So, with that in the news from this week about Roe v. Wade, shit like this is going to go down. It's impossible. I, I can't believe this country anymore. What happens if you don't want to get an abortion? Don't get one. Women have the right to reproductive health, and abortion is included in that, in my opinion. Uh, beyond that, as a guy, I have no other opinion because it's not my body. There you go. I really actually love this next story. Okay, um, a military veteran from Georgia who attacked police officers at the U.S. Capitol as part of a pro-Trump mob trying to overturn the 2020 election results was sentenced to two, more, two years in federal prison on Monday. Yeah, one of those insurrectionists. Fuck that guy. Kevin Creek, age 47, a former Marine, was sentenced to 27 months in prison by U.S. District Judge Dabney L. Friedrich for assaulting officers on January 6, 2021. Creek was arrested in June and pleaded guilty in December when he admitted to striking a Washington police officer in the hand, pushing, pushing a Capitol police officer and kicking the same officer. At the sentencing, Creek apologized to the officers and to his family. Quote, I take full responsibility. I went to D.C. just with just the intention of going to the rally with some friends. It was very impulsive, what I did, and it was very bad judgment. I know that I have to be punished for this. I'm truly sorry. Now you're sorry, all right? Try to stop a lawful... Uh, you try to stop the election from going on, the votes from being counted, and Joe Biden becoming president after he rightfully won the presidency. You dick. Friedrich said he believed Creek's apology was genuine and heartfelt, but she still commit. But she, nah, but she said he still committed a serious felony offense by participating in the unprecedented attack on the Capitol. Prosecutors said in a court filing last week that Creek took to took a quote first aid kit, mace, a boot knife, and binoculars to Washington on January 6, twenty twenty one. And Friedrich said Monday that Creek decided to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the officers of the Capitol. Oh. Quote, he came to D.C. prepared for violence. He made a deliberate choice to join this large, out-of-control crowd at the Capitol. Creek, Friedrich said, was determined to get to the front line, even though his friends stay behind. <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't ready for this shit. You weren't sorry. The Washington officer who was assaulted wrote in a victim impact statement that he spent 30 minutes trying to control the mob before he was assaulted by Creek and that the police would have stood a better chance at defending the Capitol had Creek and other rioters not helped break the lines. No shit.
Frederick said Creek, who was wearing a camouflage Marine Corps hat on January 6th, took actions that were completely inconsistent with his values that he held as a former Marine officer of the United States. Creek served from 1995 to 1999 on active duty and was honorably discharged in August 1999 as a corporal, his attorney said. Nearly 800 defendants have been charged in connection with the Capitol attack. More than 250 have pled guilty. As NBC News has reported, the FBI has names of hundreds of riot suspects who haven't yet been arrested. The Justice Department is seeking millions of dollars in additional resources to prosecute hundreds of Capitol riot cases. Creek was sentenced the same day by a jury. Creek was sentenced the same day a jury returned a guilty verdict in the case against Thomas Webster, a former New York City police officer who a former New York City police officer who attacked a Washington officer at the Capitol on January 6th. Webster was both Webster was both the fourth January 6th defendant to face a jury and the fourth to be found guilty by a jury. Yeah. So, you face a jury, you get found guilty. Because you fucking did it. Douchebags. How about this? An Indiana man charged with murder advances an election for local township board. A man charged with murder is among three candidates who advance in a primary election for a township board in central Indiana. Andrew Wilhoyt, 40, won close to 22% of the total 276 votes this week in the Republican race for three positions on Clinton County Board, on the Clinton Township Board, Boone County elections results show. That he would finish in the top three was a given, however. There were only three candidates. Alright. I mean, it's not it's less funny, but... Uh, people still voted for him, and he's charged with murder. So, let's think about that for a second. Uh, additionally, no candidates filed on the Democratic Party ticket. The Annapolis Star reported. Clinton Township has an estimated population of 957, according to data from the Stats Indiana. Indiana Township Board consists of three members. Will Hoyt was arrested and charged with felony murder in late March in connection with the death of his wife, Elizabeth Nikki Will Hoyt, according to Indiana State Police. Police said he is suspected of having struck his wife with a blunt object during a, a domestic dispute, knocking her unconscious. He then allegedly drove to a nearby creek where he dumped her body. Will Hoyt has been held at the Boone County Jail since being taken into custody, reported the Star. His next court date is May 27th. So that's coming up. Unless they are convicted, people charged of felonies can legally run for office, state election officials told the Star. Quote, under our legal system, every person is innocent until proven guilty. If a candidate is ultimately convicted, then depending on, upon the timing of that conviction, the person can, can be replaced on the ballot by the political party that has a vacancy. Okay. Let's see... I did also see this on Rolling Stone, and they said that it was actually a flower pot that was used to bash his wife's head in. So that's fun. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll include the note to the uh, link to Rolling Stone also. Jeez, a guy convicted, arrested for murder, still gets and any votes more than one is too many. All right. Last but not least, this this one is my 
favorite of the week. It's just, it's insanity. Pure insanity. Uh, it's from Fox 19. Uh, that's a local Cincinnati affiliate. Cincinnati man fires crossbow into White Castle after being de- denied refund. A 23-year-old man is behind bars after police say he fired a crossbow bolt through the window of the White Castle in Northside. Uh, coincidentally, I stop there sometimes on the way home from work at, you know, 5 in the morning. But I digress. It happened last Friday, May 6, at the location on Ludlow Avenue. Workers told police that an angry customer had come into the store to demand store credit and that they had denied him. The man then allegedly used a crossbow to shoot out a window before fleeing the scene. District 5's investigative unit and violent crimes squad investigated. They were able to get a good description of the suspect and the car in which he drove away. Officers soon located a car matching the description and, using VIN numbers, developed a person of interest, according to police. Uh, presented with a lineup, the White Castle workers picked out the person of interest. Uh, police identified him as 23-year-old Tyshawn Carter. Uh, CPD's Fugitive Apprehensive Unit arrested Carter Monday on four, fel- four counts of felony assault. Uh, I assume there were four different people in White Castle at the time. During his court appearance, his bomb was set at $200,000. Um, so with that shooting or, uh, crossbowing, do you think? I don't know. Anywho, that's, uh, just some crazy news stories from the week. Stuff I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. Um, if you have any, uh, comments, questions, uh, show topic ideas, new, new stories you want to send me, um, Feel free to email me at talkingwhateverwednesday at gmail.com. I'm alias Chuck Finley. Thanks for listening.